This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Now, it says this in block capitals on my piece of instruction paper. Mm. We are not live. Do not text. We're pre-recording this show, so don't text us. You'll be wasting your money. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, however, at Frank on the Radio. Furthermore, email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. <clears throat> That's the housekeeping out the way. Mm-hmm. I well, like the way it was done. Mm. It was sort of uh, very to the point. Don't text us, you'll be wasting your money. I like yeah, it. I think it's... Um, you don't hear furthermore enough. <laughs> no. No, I, I, I was talking about... Um, I suggested... You know I do a poetry podcast, and if you're aware of that. And I suggested that sometimes you read a poem more and you think of more stuff and find more stuff in it. And you could... I, I was on about a spin-off series called Furthermore, in which I... Uh, Talked about my extra bits. We could do it with this, maybe. It wouldn't work. <laughs> All right, crowd's a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit gobby today. Listen, um, I know this isn't a book club, but um, my partner Kath is currently reading um, Bridget Christie's "A Book for Her." Mm. Bridget Christie, oh. the comedian, obviously. Um, yeah, so she's reading that. Now, um, she hasn't been to Waterstones. She ain't been to Dawn's. Where did she get this book? Did she Amazonianize it? No, no. Where did she go? She got it from David Baddiel's front wall. Oh. So people theft. put... I... Uh, no, no, not theft. <laughs> no, Frank. Yeah, he was asleep next to it. I have... With a cocktail with a straw in it and an umbrella. <laughs> I have perused David Baddiel's wall. You have you? I too. I was leaving yours once. I think I did pop... I don't, well, I would have popped into his, but I got distracted by the wall. Mm. Because he he leaves a lot of wares out on that wall. He does, and he, you know what? If I was going to put stuff on my front wall, in case you're not familiar with this as a tradition, people um, ran by us put stuff they don't want on their front wall so that passers-by are welcome to take it. You may recall I had a difficult incident with a box of New Yorker magazines Mm. where I thought, oh, can I pick the... Can I have all of them? Would that be all right? And I ummed and ahed, and on my way back I decided, yes, I shall take them all and I will read them and they will be loved. And then, of course, it had gone. Um, I, had, I wasn't imagining the right thing at all. Of course, front wall and the outside and the street. Yes. What were yeah. you envisaging? I thought this was some weird way of referring to one of those sort of built-in wall <laughs> bookshelf things oh. inside well, the house. Well, then no, it's, it's a, a bl- good job, I explained. <laughs> 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 yeah, so. Thank God for furthermore. He's yeah. got a, a low-slung red brick, David Baddiel. Um, well, I, could, I think that would be betraying a confidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did do a... Um, a PETA advert together, completely naked. Really? Oh, really? Mm. How did it go? Um, it was all right. There was there a rabbit involved. There was a rabbit, isn't there? No, there wasn't a rabbit. In <laughs> oh, this you know one. what I mean. No, <laughs> that was a different. That was a different event. I remember that morning. He was he was in the living room, and I just walked through the living room completely naked just to get it out the way. And he'd never seen me naked before. <laughs> what did I he, just told him, "Wait, morning." Completely naked. Did you get a feedback? Um, 
I got a wolf whistle as the door closed. It could have been a squeaky hinge. I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, anyway, it's very handy his wall though. That's great. She got that. Yes. Now, I should say in, uh, it looked it looked red the book. So I'm guessing that he's done that honourable thing that people do is read a book and then think I will disperse this. Honourable, not if you're in the publishing business. No. But if you're you know a socialist, um, so it's. It's called, as I say, a book for her. Now you know, I I wouldn't read a book called that because I'm, as you know, I've spoken about this before, a sort of clinical obedience. And you know, the thing I always say is, I won't eat an after eight mint before mm. eight, which is sounds like a joke, <laughs> but Buzz, my son, was bought an after eight um, Easter egg. Um, mm. Lovely choice for a. 10 year old <laughs> and uh, last night we were getting ready for bed and he come round with a big gob full of chocolate round the corner and my partner said no chocolate this time of the night and I said it's quarter nine <laughs> meaning it is after eight it's, I fell into that <laughs> thing but a, a book called a book for her I would think oh I best best not read that. So my partner's reading it. Well, I remember a, I got, isn't I, it a callback to a bic for her? Oh, of mm. course. I think it might I didn't, be. Yes. It's not I often know. I miss a pom, but I miss that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, just to round up my um, sort of obsessive um, uh, do, doing what I'm told, I, I remember getting really quite miffed on a boss once when a woman had a baby in a Tuesday bib. And it wasn't a Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. So um, I was talking about um, David Baddiel's, um war giving. It's one of the war givers. Um, I went past recently, um, pre-Bridget um, Christie, um, a book for her, mm. and um, there were religious items on David's wall. There was a, a, a statue of the Blessed Virgin, a light-up picture of Jesus, um, and uh, a, a sort of a, what looks like onyx, maybe it was onyx, an onyx medallion <laughs> with a cross on it. Oh, right. On a, some sort of leather thong. Oh. And... Um, I, again, you were coming. <laughs> again, I thought I'll get them on the way back. I, I, you know, I don't want to. I was taking the dog for a walk on the heath. I didn't want to be followed by pilgrims. <laughs> Did you want to say to David, you know, if you want me to come round, you could just text. There's no, there's no need to lure me round. With, I find it rather <laughs> passive aggressive. With icons. <laughs> well, I, um, I'll tell you what I did think. I thought. Um, Oh, he's written this book now about atheism. He's thought, I'd better clear this stuff out in case a <laughs> case of journalist comes around and thinks I'm a phony. No, he was probably doing research um, into your area. I don't know. His partner is, um, oh, uh, yes. has, has, uh, is my son's godmother, so yes. it could be that... Um, David's been shocking it out. Yeah, yeah, it could be that uh, yeah, she wasn't there. On the wall. Uh, by the way, I should say he's got a book out called The God Desire, which has had fantastic reviews. Um, I think that the strap line in the book is, if you hate God, you'll love this. <laughs> well, uh, uh, 
quote from BL Zabab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this is the definition of a bit orcs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, you know, if you make God angry... Do you know what, though? Two days later, Frank Lampard was signed as the Chelsea manager. (laughs) Beware. Beware of what you say. Do you think on Amazon, if I buy a comedian's prayer book, it will say, if you like this, you might struggle with this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, the the paperback version of my prayer book has just come out, so it's like a battle of the books, but I don't think I've got much chance. You can be happy, bedfellows. Mine is of a minority interest. Um, but anyway, David's. I've, I, I haven't read, read it. it yet because I, I just like to keep our friendship going a bit longer. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm told uh, Stephen Fry loves it, apparently. Well, there you go. Well, I'm waiting. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to read he it. He read his quote. It's quote. He's quoted on the front of the book. Apparently, he read it off a small card from his card index. <laughs> Um, I am reading it. I'm, I'm hanging out around that wall and oh, yeah. it will appear soon enough. Anyway, I went back mm. for the religious stuff. It had all gone. Really? Yeah. Had it? Oh. Who'd have thought? I hope it wasn't. I hope it's not being misused by diabolists. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that falling oh, into the wrong Oh, no, that would be terrible. Oh. An onyx medallion. Yeah, well, I'm guessing at Onyx. I, uh, I'm no geologist. I don't like the sound of that. Yeah. Well, it looked lovely. It sounds a bit Mr. T. Um, anyway, um, that's the latest. And the book, the Bridget Christie book, got a, a £20 note inside it in, like, a bookmark form. What? What? It hadn't, but if Dave's listening to this, I just wanted him to <laughs> slightly choke on his breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Am I being rotten? Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um... Continue, Frank. Don't forget this morning's text in, what is shampoo? Um, <laughs> it's what posh people call champagne. Oh, in brackets, how does it differ from shower gel and other soap substitutes? The reason I ask this... It's because I was away for the, uh, what we would call in the black country, the weekend. And can mm. we just say, please don't text in <laughs> What? Well, no, <laughs> because no. Because we're not live. Well, actually, we know we're not live. Don't yeah. text us. But you can email us on that Absolutely. and we'll, we'll read it next time. Because yeah. here is my, um, here's my dilemma. I was at this place and I went into the um, shower and there was probably eight bottles in the cage... You know, the shower cage. The cage? Where were you with the MMA fight? There was a cage, there was a cage with, um, you know, bottles of um, uh, so product. On, on the wall? Yeah, on mm. the wall of the shower. Mm. And um, <clears throat> I, they did not include shower gel. Right. Oh. They were all shampoos. Was it one conditioner? Nice shampoos? There were the sort of shampoos that said um, on them, instead of saying shampoo... Yes. And at, at, at the most, like, for dry hair. They said stuff like Method 47, full embarkation-free module hair regime, color allegianced. <laughs> and I don't know what those shampoos mean. I'll tell you what it means. It means welcome. <laughs> oh, does it? <laughs> You're in my country. <laughs> so I thought to myself, I'm in here now, the water's on, I'm wet, 
Um, oh, I must tell you something else, something I've developed recently as a, as a shower thing. Was but, the font, just sorry, just a quick question. I suspect the font was almost quite medical looking. Yes, it was. Yeah, yes. Very. Science it, lab. It looked like yes. there should have been a sticker with my name and address <laughs> and dosage. Funny. <laughs> right. um, any road up, um, I thought, and I've never done this in my life, I thought, would it really matter if I used the shampoo? Um even though, as you say, it looked like from the sort of top end. Mm. If I just use that as shower gel, yeah. will I get a horrible rash? Will it dry me out? I thought I've got hair in other places. Mm. So oh, why not? God's sake. Oh, well, you know, under my arms. and I, d- I don't <clears> wish <throat> to know. What about those men who have, you know, are plastered in hair? Why, why shouldn't they shampoo all over? <laughs> I'm present. Yeah, I've, exactly. I've considered that. Yeah, yeah exactly. As a sort of, to sort of be like a giant dog man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know my Newfoundland in the shower. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know yeah. my motto for your kind. No. Should have gone to neck shavers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I did it. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got, I'm not like you, Harry, but I've got, you know, I've got Can down. Can you not call Pierre Harry? I've got down. <laughs> Pierre, oh. I call him. Pierre. Pierre Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre. Um, so I, yeah, I did it. I did it. I, um, I washed, um, I showered just in shampoo. Mm. And I have to say that um, my body hair has never felt more lustrous. Yes, like a, a golden retriever's coat. But the news is... No, not a um, golden retriever. It's more Irish wolfhound. Oh, yes. The news is um, no rash, no terrible dry pack. Nothing happened. You've seen through the, the matrix. The news you didn't really I want have. to know. I have, but I've, I've, I have washed my entire self in shampoo and it was fine. Okay. Did you get the conditioner out? No. Okay. If I got the conditioner out, does that mean I wouldn't need to go to the gym anymore? (laughs) Like I go to the gym. (laughs) The very thought of it. The last time I went to the gym, the medicine ball was king. (laughs) (laughs) This is still us. Don't text today because we're not live. Mm. But you can still email Insta and all that free stuff. Um, I was going to tell you something that I've um, started doing shower-wise. Yeah. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago we spoke about the concept of deferred gratification? Yes, the marshmallow test. Yeah, the idea that if you put something... It's not like going to university, you do all the hard work and at the end of it you've got this lovely degree which will get you through life. But for me... Yeah. um, Not for everyone, I realise. So I, what I've started doing is putting the shower on and getting straight in to the cold, Uh. which is horrible. Oh, I it's, hate a, it's it. a bit Wim Hof. Mm. So I'm, I think, oh, I dread getting in, but I've got this knowledge that it's going to get warm. And when it starts to get warm, it's fabulous. I really feel like I've earned that warm water. Really? Try it. Try it at home. No. 
This is a okay. sort of very like uh, low level version of sort of Opus Day, like uh, <laughs> sort of self, self, suffering for the relief. Yes. And I, salvation. He, li- he, he I, likes to suffer for the relief. Yeah, I yeah. don't wear a solace, if that's what you're <laughs> no. uh, suggesting, which for, for those who don't know is the sort of a sort of barbed wire garter. Um, a few of my friends in the S&M community will be <laughs> giggling Some, at home. Borrowed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they'd have liked the cage in the shower uh, section as well. Yeah, you'll never see a Celise on Badil's wall. Well, what if you did? Imagine. I mean, what, what would yeah. you know? You'd think I'll get it on the way back from the dog walk and it'll be gone. I would, um, don't text us because we're not live, but on the email Insta front, so we could do it next week, I'd mm. love to know the most interesting things you've seen put out on someone's front wall to be mm. taken. Oh. Mm. So, um... I had to, the, my neighbour's lovely child. I was walking down the street, taking the dog for a walk, and I heard this voice and he said, excuse me, I have bandanas for sale. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> now, it's quite niche, yeah. which I like. Great thing to yell as you shove through a crowd. Yeah. yeah. I have bandanas to oh, I'd so be frightened bad. I'd turn around and see Axel Rose in reduced circumstances. <laughs> and what I, I love the excuse me. Oh, that yeah. is, yes, I always like and then politeness I in children. A mother sort of loitering oh, yeah. in the in the door just to check he wasn't being rude. I mean, he wasn't. He was the world's politest. I didn't know what to do because I thought... I said, and I first... I said, oh, lovely. I didn't mean lovely. <laughs> no, did you I thought, purchase? go with it. I said, how much are they? He said, they're £4.99. Oh, hmm. I bet he hadn't got change. <laughs> I thought, this is tricky. Yeah. Because I bet he doesn't take... I mean, they probably do, these young people, don't they? Um, so I said, I said they look so lovely, and I really admire you selling the bandanas. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll pop mine on the way back. Okay. He said, "Oh, that'd be lovely. Thank you so much." And did you go home a different way? <laughs> no further questions. Oh, okay, you could <laughs> have got <laughs> one for the dog, and then you could have gone to the Cambridge Folk Festival. <laughs> but you know what? I admire his industry, and you know. Yes. Well, the bandana industry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I admire yeah, that. I admire them as well. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, just I an idea have, I'd have bought Dill. one because um, my partner's <laughs> always pointing out to me that because of my enormous forehead, mm. wearing uh, dark glasses and that, people still come up and say, all right, Frank, how are you doing? It doesn't make any difference at all. But if I wear a bandana, I'm basically invisible uh. because they're looking for the head. That's what they seek. <laughs> Oh, is that the thing that makes you yeah, it's, it's who the, you are? It, it's the forehead. Do you yeah. think so? Yeah. People at first think I'm a television set, and then they realise <laughs> it's me. Well, you've got to be hang on to that forehead for dear life. Well, I think the forehead will be uh, be all right. It's um, I've, I mean, I've I've co- I comb back with gay abandon. I don't care, you know, loud and proud with the big uh, the big dome. And you know my view, in a thousand years, everyone will look like this. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Here's a thing, here is a thing. I um, I like to try um, unusual drinks and foods, uh, especially if they're sold as um, health-giving. Yes. I buy into the, uh, the old fall song title, Eat yourself fitter. And um, 
I tried black lemonade. Oh. Giving it a go? I look to you, Em. Of course not. No, OK. What is it? Black lemonade is... Um, Good band name. It contains, yeah, it, it contains charcoal. Oh. And um, that is all you know and all you need to know. And it's um, disgusting. Is it? <laughs> it? I can't tell you. It's the worst commercially sold drink I have ever tasted. It sounds very much like something you'd buy from a Canterbury Tales character. Well, yeah. one of your yeah. humours. Did they have lemonade? <laughs> very probably. I reminded me of... I remember um, discovering that the Texas Rangers back in the days of the Wild West would drink... Out of a hoof print when times were hard. <laughs> you know, the big rain would have gathered in a hoof print and they'd drink. And I, I bet you that tasted better than black lemonade. Is it, is it the dread activated charcoal? Because you'll find that a lot in allegedly oh, health-giving yes. compounds. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't notice if it was activated. It sounded like something was at, at, at work. Is that the stuff when you get the charcoal toothpaste? Yes, I think so. Oh, hey, yes. Do you ever use I've, that? I've had black toothpaste, yeah. But toothpaste... Oh, it's the toothpaste. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I don't mind because toothpaste is, you know, it's, it's in and it's out. You don't mind, but when you see someone coming into the room saying, I was just wondering... Oh, it's quite a sight. Well, I've heard people say that... Um, I remember I went through a period in my early day when I first started cleaning my teeth. What, when was that? Well, you know when my brother brought home a toothbrush when he was about 16? And my dad said, <laughs> we've lost him. <laughs> My dad honestly said, I don't know who he thinks he is. <laughs> that, was your, that was like metal bird in sky. <laughs> oh, man, like God. educated Rita. Um, but, yeah, there was much suspicion. I um, lost him. Brought home a toothbrush like an unsuitable bride. Yeah, get that out of it. He didn't actually stop him from using it. When I first started God, using, very generous of him. when yeah. I first started using, I used to. We didn't have toothpaste in the house. My oh, brother kept his away. <laughs> I used to just put salt on it, yeah, and brush with that. But it can um, the gums don't like it, is it? Yeah, the gums start to become inflamed. Oh. You, you should see the, the expression on Pierre's face, which he's trying to, to sort of disguise. But he's like, <laughs> salt on a toothbrush. I've, I've heard of that, but I'm more surprised that it wasn't good. I thought that was the thing, salt on a toothbrush. Well, I... Um, For people who are allergic to fluoride. Remember my dad would, would be a man who'd walk into the kitchen, take the top off the, off the butter dish, um, take out a scoop and just... Put it on his straight on his hair before going out. <laughs> so it was different times, is my point. Yeah. What I was getting at is that some people I'd heard used soot, mm. and they would. Well, I put think we soot. know which family they were. <laughs> it was that wasn't us. Um, but that makes me think that that the charcoal thing was around then, but in its yeah. more um, in its more primitive form. Which that was almost everything. <laughs> you could call it artisanally produced. Yeah. Charcoal toothpaste? Anyway, um, if you see black lemonade in a shop, don't. Listen.
is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Don't text us today because we're not live, we're pre-recorded. You can still follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. That won't cost you a wooden nickel. <laughs> um, or you can email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Okay. Hi, us. So um, I have um, in my hand... Mm. Listen, cellophane yep. covered Easter egg. Yes. And this is, um, it's called um, Southern Fried Choc and. Yes. Choc and. Yes. So it's I, got. I, I see what they've done there. It's got the batter. The batter is reminiscent oh. of. That invented by Colonel Harlan Sanders. Yes. For his, I'm just arranging crockery in case you're wondering. Um, but there it is. It looks to me like, um, you know when they find things like um, pterodactyl droppings? <laughs> yes. It looks like a pterodactyl egg. It's horrible. It's very... It, it, it has the batter of, um, of the KFC look about it. It's very time team. But it is. But and they've it's got, gone for um, the uh, the southern fry. What badly dressed people looking at soil? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <That's> awesome, <laughs> so um, what I'm going to do is um, this egg um, is um, it was brought out especially for Easter, mm. <laughs> funnily enough, yeah. mm. and it was uh, it was um, limited edition. Mm. I mean, I'm going to say, Frank, alarm bells are already ringing in my direction because I noticed they've listed they did list the ingredients now every the colonel made it very clear it should be kept a secret yes he did they listed mm. there's garlic and onion powder okay now that mm. concerns me um, even well, in powder form in powder form it's still Satan's evil bowl oh steady on what about our French <laughs> listeners <laughs> So I'm going to break. I'm going to break. I'm going to break the southern fried uh, oh, choc. Choc. Also, chocken. It end. It's choc. C H O C apostrophe. Just yeah. an N. Now, look. I love an apostrophe N. Guns and Roses, rock and roll. Mm. <laughs> Would you like to buy a bandana? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Well, how much are they? Four pounds ninety-nine. Mm, very lot. Well, I'll, I'll see you on the way back. Where is um, she? What does she ever come? Oh, he's still there, that boy. <laughs> You're Looking. there, bandana boy. What yeah. day is it? He's probably <laughs> maybe <laughs> he's eight feet up a lamppost, like so he can get a good view of the road, so he can see you early. Yeah, oh, he's climbed up using one of the products. Oh. Yes, Go on yeah. then. So the southern. Oh, you're not going. You're not going for the punch. I'm not sure. Grammatically, like this is my point. It's a grammatical point. Can you end a word, mm, and uh, and then uh, and then the apostrophe? It's. I mean, it yeah. feels. You can. You could say like, it's a. It's a big one, but that's apostrophe I'm U N, isn't it? I'm through. It's a big. It's, it's, it's on. a big one. On, I'm mm, all right with. Okay. But this, you know, the, it sounds like it should be chicken roll, chicken roses. 
Yeah. I like the way it announced, I'm through, like sort of escape <laughs> from Alcatraz or something. Oh, yeah. It's like an egg. So I've got some bowls and you do free. I'm I've through. Got some, I've got I some bowls and I'm about to use them after I eat this egg. <laughs> oh, bowls, I misread that. Um, Your opening strategy is curious. I punch, I punch the egg. Do you yeah. go for the punch? Yeah. Pierre, you seem like an egg puncher. How dare you. <laughs> Um, I yeah, I, I I wouldn't punch. I'd apply a brief moment of of grip. Mm. I've, I would I've, worry uh, punching it would reduce it to sh- inedible shards. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's try this. And remember, it's chocolate on the inside and uh, a, a garlicky batter on the outside. I will say, as someone who has an issue with sort of mouth noises and things on the radio, I apologise mm. to any fellow sufferers. Mm. Oh my god. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Oh. It's finger licking good. <laughs> you know what's great about it? It tastes like a coincidence. No, but I. I, I mm. It tastes like maybe that was packaging that last yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it tastes like exactly what you'd expect. A chocolate egg to taste like if someone covered it in southern fried batter. Oh, it's growing on me. Mm. Do you know, I just had a gear change in my mouth. Mm. Really? At first I thought, this is so unnatural and unpleasant. And suddenly, now it's creeping up on me, Frank. Well, can I say, just to add to your... um, taste experience that it is uh, it features Deliveroo's own secret blends of spices Deliveroo's <laughs> secret blend right not transport s- people <laughs> basically not so, also not so secret anymore Deliveroo no. I don't want to be in a restaurant and the waiter comes over and says oh, that's actually my own sauce <laughs> on <laughs> No, I don't think so, mate. You know, they are waiters. Deliveroo are essentially waiters. It's like, like, yeah, it's like the postman writing you a letter. No, oh, thank it's you. like when Britbox makes its own TV programmes instead of just showing the old stuff. Stick with what you know, love. Frank, I quite like it. Mm, me too. <laughs> Only a year to wait to go and get one. Frank Skinner. We've had our Southern Fried Egg um, with a special secret blend of uh, spices um, delivered, um, not curry spices, more courier spices Mm. by Deliveroo. (laughs) And I have to say, I quite liked him. And now, of course, we've had answered at least part of the age-old question, which came first, the Southern Fried Chicken or the Southern (laughs) Fried Egg? Southern Fried Chocolate. Chocken, chocken. I tell you what it tasted like, Frank. General fridge aroma. Oh, okay. Yes. You know when I remember a... what a guy he was. Yeah, famous <laughs> French uh, yeah. hero. Exactly. General fridge aroma. Yeah, he worked with Blucher, I think. General fridge aroma. Yeah. I find it was very. Do you know that you know that thing when you store unlikely bedfellows? Yes. Yeah. Perhaps in too close proximity to each other. In the fridge. Mm. Mm. I've had, it's happened to me several times before. Yeah. 
I've had mints near a tiramisu half eaten. Oh. Yes, and there's a sort of a, there's an exchange. Really it's like, is that osmosis? Up here? Uh, I don't think they need to be in contact for it to be osmosis, but... Mm. I think, yes, you need... Um, I think what you need is a soluble solution into a less soluble solution through a semi-permeable membrane. That's bang oh. on. Yeah. Get, get that man a GCSE. <laughs> Swallow, swallowed a dictionary for breakfast. Right. Oh, God. I blame. <laughs> what an awful thing to Isn't say. Isn't it awful when uh, people say that? Yeah. Can I make this clear? I blame um, Barack Obama oh. for this egg and Why? for many things like it. Because I remember huh. many years ago... Is it one of those podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> Barack Is it a bro podcast? <laughs> yeah. Barack Obama said that his favourite chocolate was salt caramel. And it yeah. it was quite... People said, what? What kind of a crazy juxtaposition is that, Mr mm. President? <laughs> they said. And I remember I, I did a, a TV show and we tried it. And, and everyone, like, I got someone out the audience to try it. And we were all, oh, my goodness, it's actually all right. A bit like we were with this. But I'd never heard of that... Um, salty, sweet thing sold commercially like that before. Mm. So I think, yeah, I think it's Obama-esque. It's, um... Obama-esque. So you think that he kicked off the the, the, the salt, the, the savoury sweet alliance? I do. I yeah. think he, obviously, he, he tasted it somewhere, but it was, it was a minority interest. I d- uh, yeah, I do remember it sort of starting to take over the world around the time of his, his turn. Well, believe me, if you look at and you will, if you look it up, <laughs> I will. It, was, it was him now, you know one of these what's your favourite biscuit yes, thing that yeah. the politicians get asked and he, he said oh I love a salt caramel. People thought he had taken leave of his senses. Mm. I think I said at the time absolute power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> Mm. Which is the new station that uh, <laughs> absolute, absolute power. To do it. Absolute, no, it's called absolute power corrupts absolutely, and it's got a political bent, but with um, guitar-based mm. popular music. Oh, power metal, really? yeah. <laughs> it's a mixture of power metal and sort of quotes from Napoleon and things. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I quite like it. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bush and Richie are going to be rushed off their feet. <laughs> We've had about half of southern fried chicken. Chocking. Yeah. I have to say, uh, people mocked the northern fried Mars bar, <laughs> didn't they? And now it turns out that the, the, the Scots were pioneers of this yeah. sort of thing. They get no credit on the chicken. So I think that's wrong. I've been... Uh criticised, mildly, mm. but still enough to land, okay. by Frank for scraping off the southern fried coating because the, the chocolate inside the southern fried uh, chocolate mm. is, I would say, very surprisingly high quality. Yeah, but mm. Deliveroo Technocratic, I want to know what Deliveroo's got up <laughs> their sleeve in their larder. Oh, for their next secret recipe. Yeah. Mm. Onto their crash helmets. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the next one, is a sort of, some sort of food that tastes of the inside of a helmet. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Oh, 
We'll see. Shut up. How it goes. Can we discuss our own eggs? Oh, yeah. Because mm. I received... I'd like to know how you both deal with the opening. I mean, Pierre is so obviously a puncher. <laughs> Frank, do you think that's a fair I assumption? I imagine that um, Pierre would take an average-sized chocolate egg like a lozenge, just down in one. I <laughs> look desperate Dan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you've yeah. got some of the desperate Danness about you, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I just need a very small hat. Yeah. Yes, I see you having, sort of ingesting it, much like a snake. Or yes. an alligator. Yes. Just in one. And I won't, I won't need to feed again until next Easter. Well, I used to describe my own physique as looking like a snake that had hit a donkey. You know, those used to set those pictures. It was a very thin thing with like a lump in the middle. <laughs> but I find it, there is a, a, a move now towards, and they are lovely, towards the, the sort of more elegant, refined adult egg. When mm. I say adult, bear with. I mean a sort of tasteful egg. Yes. There's no more the sort of foil afterthought nestling in the Malteser mug or... Remember those oh, days? Oh, yeah. yes. I miss the uh, the mug. The mug. The chocolate-themed Do you mug. not get the mug anymore with the egg? I don't think you do. I think in those days, the mug, do you remember? It was seen as such a prized item. Yeah. It was the right. era when they gave away uh, crystal foam, crystal glasses at garages. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Oh. I think they were described as tumblers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I uh, I had a Smarties mug, which had, had had a Smarties egg in it. Mm. The whole thing held together by Prissy's cellophane wrapper, not unlike um, that of the LucasAid bottle. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, I think they have, they have sort of removed the mugs now. I got a glass. Uh, I got a sort of window now. The egg is on display permanently. Mm, really? Personalised, my name in icing. I got oh, this from my best friend. Nice. Well, nice, but how does one Eat open? So I handed it to my godson, and he approached it in much the same way I think you would be. He just opened the lid, shoved his fist in. <laughs> yeah? It was sort of like a Guy Ritchie movie, the way he did it. I think nowadays, if you've got anything that... You're going to destroy, but which is nice. Yeah, kittens, for example. No, yeah. I'm, that was a joke. It was oh a joke. My God. Um, but as long as you've What's got a, as long you? as you've got a photo. What's <laughs> actually wrong with you? So if you photograph the egg, then it's fine to smash it up and eat it because you'll always have it in your um. Let's not apply that rule to everything. No, I, would, I would never punch into a, a, an egg box. <laughs> would you not? No, Have you, I would, would feel you like punch? a brute. <laughs> not into that, but I used, I usually hold an egg, as you just saw me do it, hold a, an egg in my left, I cradle it in my left, and then I smack it one with my hmm. right. There's a, there's, there's a skill to it. You don't want it to fall on the floor. You just want to knock a He hole did in it, it more like a... It was a quiet hit. What I do, if I do that, then the egg, the remaining egg, becomes like a bowl from which I ah, eat the chocolate. You did it like someone trying to sort of knock, knock an edge off a piece of quartz without ruining the... There was a sort of a jeweller's aspect. Interesting you say that because <laughs> the holiday home I stayed in last weekend was owned by a man who, according to the framed newspaper article on the wall, was regarded as perhaps the finest diamond cutter in the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. About that for a job. Imagine the way he smashes his eggs. Oh, God. 
Yeah, the IP IP scene, <laughs> and then the <laughs> oh man, what a palaver! Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were just talking, um, just casually in the break about. Um, well, you guys were talking mm. about TV, the people that watch those American TV shows. <laughs> it's a bit like uh, people will be using toothpaste now. <laughs> yes. Bringing what, it into the it? house, sellouts. You, you gave um, a sort of recommendation of the show, which means I will never watch it. Yeah. Well, so, your sister-in-law actually recommended it to me. Uh, it's called Uncut Gems. The movie Uncut Gems. Yeah, yes. which I had I'd not caught up on. And, and Ray, your sister-in-law kept saying you've got to watch this, and I loved it. But well, it's like a two-hour panic attack. Yeah. So it's. Is l- it one of those that knocks your stomach up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, one of my real problems in films, and I've spoken to you, I've certainly spoken to Emily about this before, is when someone breaks into a office. <laughs> and starts going through drawers and taking photographs of documents with those cameras that look like a cigar cutter. Yes. And then it cuts to the car park and the man's forgotten something. Yeah, often whistling. Yeah, and it's 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 often a frosted glass door, so you you know <laughs> yeah. you're going to see. That, and they're still can in I, there. Obli- oh, my, just uh, talking about that has given me a stomachache. Can I that you ache. don't watch any film with the word Watergate in the title? No, OK. <laughs> OK? I know what you mean, Fat. I'll tell you what I find very difficult to watch. There's a film called Clockwise. Oh, God, exactly. And if you could perhaps... It's sort of everything goes wrong. Well, it's about a man who's... John Cleese, who specialises in timekeeping and efficiency mm. to the point where he's called to speak on that subject yes. at, at an important <laughs> conference. And then a series of things happen to him, which means he's not going to be make it. He's not going to make it. And there's a bit where he's with this schoolgirl who's going with him because I think she's also doing like a, a, a talk about I something. I hope so. And... Uh, and they are the car is like upside down in a field and there's like 20 minutes to go and they're 100 miles away and she says don't despair sir and he says it's not the despair it's the hope (laughs) and uh, yeah the idea that he might still get there (laughs) it's whether you think it's worth investing I have the same with the fugitive I'm afraid well and um, man versus B Oh really? Oh, man versus B. Is that is, the mistress oh. of Mr. Bean? Man? Well, it's 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 not actually. Why would Mr. I watch that? It's not. Well, it's because it's like that. If you found Man versus B that stressful, I think if you watched Uncut Gems, your hair would set on fire. Well, <laughs> you can't watch it. He can never watch it. I well, don't know if I, you'd ever recover. But well, also, you it's should a bit try. more. No, offense, well, it's, but it's a series, more man. high stakes than Man versus B. You B. say that. <laughs> Don't underestimate the level of destruction that occurs in Man vs. B. It really is, but I spend the whole thing going, oh, oh, really? No, I'm I'm not suggesting that the B isn't, it's not bad. I just think Uncut Gems is... Is the pinnacle. Well, I'm championing uh, Man Man vs. B. Um, I, and, and I'll tell you what, I think, um, obviously, don't text us today but um, because we're not live, but if you um, want to get in touch, and I, I'm happy to conduct uh, some, some uh, allow people to champion these these two. Uh, Which is more stressful. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Man With, versus B. Yeah. Or on <laughs> <Uncut Gems. laughs> 
extraordinary <laughs> content. <laughs> So Emily got a personalised chocolate egg yeah. with your name in icing. Very mm. elegant adult egg. Which was ritually smashed. Well, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was the way my godson did it. It was, it was lovely the way he did it. It was, it was a very clean hit. Mm. <laughs> just, it was handed over. He just... Um, his fist descended into the packaging... And there was a, you know, it felt nothing. It was over in an instant. Lovely. It was a lovely clean break. How, how, you did the same, Frank. Well, I got, um, I got an egg from my pot. I love blonde chocolate. That's my mm. favourite. Mm. It's what we used to call caramac chocolate. But last year, my partner, Kath, randomly bought me a, uh, a blonde egg not really knowing what it meant and I mm. loved it so she had a, a try this year less successful I've got to be straight because you? well she bought a blonde surface but it, it was a bit like the uh, southern fried chicken in that um, the outside of it was blonde chocolate but the inside was plain and plain chocolate as you know is for people who don't like chocolate mm. well yeah wouldn't um, you say Oh. Yeah. People who think, oh, it's good for my uh, red corpuscles. Oh, well, don't <laughs> eat it. If you, if you don't want fun with chocolate, don't eat it. No, it was always the grown-up. The It was always the dad's choice. Yeah, but not, not this dad. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so not only was it um, had the blonde chocolate, it, it was painted gold. Oh. So after... Um, Eating a couple of chunks, um, I, had, I had a gold finger. He's <laughs> 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 the man. Is, is the, are, are, do you man think there are. with the unsatisfying egg. Are, are the three. <laughs> are the three notes that could more spoil a song if you got them wrong than those three? Gold finger. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Can we do that again, Shelley? Well, it wasn't my fault, you see. <laughs> um, so um, I was, I, so I, I was the man. You the were going. No, no, mean? I haven't finished yet. The man with the Midas touch. <laughs> yeah, um, a spider's touch. A spider's what, what's touch. That, what's that got to do with it? Yes. Why bring that up? A spider's also, touch. Also, the spider. No gold involvement. <laughs> yes, you're so right, Frank. It's... Also. <laughs> I wouldn't say a spider was well known for its touch. I mean, it's well known for its appearance. Well, certainly not for its its golden. You touch. barely feel them. They, no, you can't help but feel they're just throwing spider in there to justify web of sin a bit later on. Oh yeah, no, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. I, I, I mean, find... it might have been that Goldfinger was some sort of office <laughs> sex pest. Yes. Maybe he's the man with the mid ass touch. <laughs> It was a misreading. He's a tough, a horrible man to work for, Goldfinger. He's terrible. Un unreasonable expectations. <laughs> didn't he, um, didn't um, Ian Fleming name him after a bloke he didn't like? It was called Goldfinger. Did he? Who I think lived in uh, Willow Road in Hampstead. Oh, oh that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Knowledge. Um, I find a song with a warning very funny, but don't go in. <laughs> yes. Well, you've made it sound quite enticing. Yes, and anything with... 
Steve, beware. Beware. Yeah. Yes. It's like, well, maybe you should have told me a bit sooner than yeah, but, me uh, having but, to hear the song. You've really sold me on him. Has now he you're telling me not to go in. Has he got a Midas touch or a Spider's touch? I mean, I know mm. it rhymes, and I like a bit of internal rhyme, but they're quite different. Mm. What is this multiple choice lyrics? <laughs> what do you think? Has he got a Midas or a Spider's? <laughs> you decide. I was talking about my egg. I I, I um, didn't say that um, the uh, creator of my golden painted blonde and plain egg was um, the well-known cook Heston Blumenthal. <laughs> oh, well-known cook and um, and scientist. I didn't. I also didn't mention it wasn't actually an egg. It was a golden apple. Oh. oh, that's Pete Heston. Yeah. That was the shape. Well, it said on the... And I photographed this. It said on the side... <laughs> and I quote, The apple inspired Newton to discover gravity after he watched one fall from a tree. Mm. So mm. far, so good. Sure. Oh, here we go. There'll be some critique. It's a symbol, too, of our sense of taste. Mm. Is it... Is it, Heston? The, you're hitting the rumble strips now, Heston, yeah. on the motorway. Of... And then a sentence all on its own, a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> then that reminds us to keep an open mind, engage our senses, appreciate the moment and question everything. What reminds us of that and in what way? Discuss. Are you proofreading? It's, Heston's packet. It sounds, come on, Heston. It sounds like he's dancing around an Eden reference there. Yeah, it's a yes, perfectly he nice. He's got some Apple sponsorship that he's uh, oh, doing subtly. And quest, question everything. For who knows what we'll discover about food, about ourselves, if we do. Now, I don't think that keeping an open mind and um, engaging our senses and appreciating the moment will tell us that much about food. Maybe about ourselves. But why bring it up on an Easter egg box? <laughs> OK. Can I be very honest? This is not for you. OK? Well, it was born for me. Uh, wait. You have a approach to food. You see it more as fuel, I would say. Yes. In the same way that when Kath and I have a bath, separately, you say, why do you lie there in the bubbles? Yes? Yes. You say it's a functional thing. It's a transactional experience. Well, Kath is not... She's not a wallower. Well, I am a wallower. Kath, I, the first time I saw my partner have a shower, I was astonished that she stood in the shower for yeah. about ten minutes doing nothing. Mm. I do that as well. Like a person waiting for a bus in heavy rain <laughs> and then got out and dried. I said, hold on, where's the washing process in that? She said, no, that all happens just from the shower. I don't think so. I don't know. About Not that. unless you're on some sort of knife-throwing, <laughs> spinning disc <laughs> under the shower. You see, I think Kath bought this for you. It's very thoughtful because of there was a sort of biblical nod with the apple. Oh, do you look, think? It's look. But Heston didn't have the guts to bring the Bible into it. He's just alluding. Look, I I've been to the fat dock. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean the restaurant. 
And it's the food was great, and it yeah. was a real experience, and I'd recommend it to anyone. But. I'm not anti Heston. I, when it comes to literature, <laughs> if I was him, I would stick to simmer for 15 minutes, stirring occasionally. <laughs> I like the idea of someone reading the side of that box and having a real existential Yeah, crisis. and thinking, you know what? I shall question everything on the strength of this egg. <laughs> oh, str- sorry, apple. <laughs> that well-known symbol of taste. Well, it tastes. Uh, a fruit. Did it have a stalk, Frank? It did. It had uh, a plain chocolate stalk. Oh. Yeah, that was the only he exposed. Put a twist on it. The only exposed plain chocolate, you know, pre, um, pre-fist. We was talking eggs post mm. post Easter. Did mm. you see, by the way, that Subway did a Cadbury's cream egg melt? Oh no! In which you got to look at what are those long wooden bread things called? Baguette. Yeah, like a baguette. The things that their sausages normally come on. Do you say baguette? Wooden. I'd say a cob. A nice cob. Wooden. <laughs> Not wooden. Did I say wooden? Yeah. <laughs> that I was mistaken. Thinking of clogs. <laughs> I'm thinking. He's got clogs on them. The bread, long bread things. I think he uh, goes into somewhere. It's going to have half a clog, please, <laughs> my good man. Cheese and toasted clog. I haven't done this. It's a fast food area. I haven't really discovered a Subway. No, me neither. Anyway, um, they did uh, Cadbury's cream egg melt, which oh. was one of those um, bread long rolls. Yeah. With like a couple of melted Cadbury's cream eggs. Ah, straight to jail. Available oh. with, um, for one day only, Good Friday. Oh. Oh, the day of fast and prayer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit disrespectful. Oh, I, God, I couldn't believe you. I quite fancy trying I, one as I well. don't like melt. No? What's well, a tuna? You okay with a tuna? No, i tell you why. Because it, it feels like... It's an Americanism mm. that mm. people have just assumed we should automatically accept. I didn't get asked about this. It was toasty <laughs> for many years, very cosy, very yeah, British. It was the toasty. Yeah. Do you want a melt? No, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I draw the line at people starting to use grilled cheese instead of toasty. I mean, at the risk of sounding uh-huh. a bit Faragean, yeah. um, I just think toasty was nice mm. because there were no pretensions Mm. Melt sounds a bit ambitious. Okay. Also, okay. The, t- the toasty comes with compression and one of those great irons. Yes. Whereas yes. a grilled cheese could, <laughs> who knows, it could just be on flat on a roasting tray. And melt has now been used by the Love Islanders, of course, That's as part it. of their language, yeah. What, yes. You absolute what, melt. Which means what? A bad man. A bad man, thank A stupid idiot. Negative, uh, yeah. negative setting on melt. I know. Bad man was a good way to a describe it, Pierre. Do you think it comes from um, the witch in The Wizard of Oz? I'm <laughs> melting! Do you think it's that, that's where the evil uh, thing comes where from? Where does melt come from for the bad men? No, oh, you're uh, asking the wrong guy. Um, does does melt have a suggestion of um, just in case you want to use it, Frank? Is it like meltdown? Someone with a temper? No, no it's got it's, a it's suggestion sort of, of lame. And, you're and an, you're a bit of a foolish character. A silly, oh, okay. a silly bit. So, Hold it, let me get this right. <laughs> <laughs> there are people on Love Island mm. who've been condemned for being fools. <laughs> 
Yes, if you can you believe absolute it. absolute melt. Yeah. Is there a one-eyed man in this kingdom of the blind? <laughs> so, thank you. People are condemned for being fools on Love Island. Yeah, it's... um. They, they've they've got an enormous amount of planks and an enormous amount of eyes on Love Island. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they'd say it's a ship of fools, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think that's their tagline, isn't it? How, a new series. How would you use it? <laughs> Your favourite ship of fools is back next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you wouldn't know automatically what programme that was going to be. You might narrow it down to about a hundred yeah. possible series. Oh, Love Island. <laughs> Love Island. <laughs> We continued to discuss uh, Love Island, a programme I've never seen an entire episode of. Have you so not? I, I speak from ignorance. What did you think Seems of what you saw? Seems very apt. What did I think? I... This sounds a bit um, holier than thou. But I find the that bit, very hard to believe. The bit I saw was uh, a young woman being discussed in a quite derogatory oh. way by a young man. And I thought, oh, I don't. I've tried mm. to avoid that in later life. Mm. My uh, my friend Katie Story, who's a comedian, uh, writer, producer, she said uh, a version that she would love to watch of Love Island would be me with my love of looking things up and the soul of a pedant. <laughs> mm. I'd be a sort of wild card contestant and I would win all the sort of money or prize or whatever on the condition that I remained silent while the other contestants explained various historical or scientific phenomena. <laughs> incorrectly, presumably. Deeply incorrectly, yes. I think you'd be nicknamed Brains as well. Yeah, I think they'd regard me as, as sort of not quite of a, a sort of human. He's always got his head stuck in a book. No, you'd be a freak show. Yeah. I think you'd I'd be sw- a freak You'd definitely show. someone who swallowed a dictionary. Well, I think we'd all be freak shows. I mean, like, <laughs> no doubt for, for different reasons. But you know what? I went to a children's party last week... And uh, my my nephew Elliot was mm. uh, was seven, and they had a quiz. They had a spy themed quiz, and even though it was children <laughs> sitting cross legged, putting their hands up, there was times where they didn't know the. And I was knowing the answer and not being allowed. I had to, I was turning away from. I couldn't even look at the unraised hands. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> This is what I was like with homeschooling. <laughs> you know, I thought I would be like Robin Williams in Dead Poets Society on day one. I was going eight, eight and three. What's the eight and three? I mean, oh. It's tough. I, I was once sat on a train as two people who were sat sort of a few rows behind me who I couldn't see one of whom was uh, from England and one of whom was speaking English as a second language. Mm-hmm. And the person speaking English as a second language used whom correctly mm. and was corrected by oh, the no. English native English speaker and lengthily informed about the wrong way to do it. <gasps> and I sat with white knuckles <laughs> well, for the rest I, of the uh... train journey. They're wrong. They're leading you astray. You've done very well. You should have I held up a shout. sign, sort of love actually <laughs> style, as you friend. got up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, I feel you. we sound a little elitist yes. now. Mm. 
I, I will point out at this party that I ate, and I, this is a conservative estimate, 15 cherry tomatoes. <laughs> 15. Why? Because it was the only food on the table I felt confident the children would not have touched. Ah. Right. And how do you eat them? Are you a nibbler? Do you nibble and or do you go for the grenade? Because, you know, if you feed them to children, you're supposed to cut them in half because yeah. if you bite them in your mouth, they explode. Mm. They go down your windpipe, a couple of pips, mm. you're in trouble. But I just risk <laughs> it. I just punch them and eat the shards. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I put you a straw. Easter egg. <laughs> what I like about them as well is they, do, they are slightly cherry-like. Mm. So the name works. I don't eat them whole. No? No, the same reason I don't put an orange in my mouth. I think they're delicacies. What about a kumquat? Mm. I wouldn't eat that whole. Cut everything. But that's what Trust I no one. Oh. <laughs> I, I cut the cherry tomato in half. I like to see the innards exposed. Oh, you know what's enough. lurking in there. And also you want to put salt on. There's no salt at the children's party. Yeah. No. How did you brush your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> to hell with it, that's what I thought. <laughs> anyway, the point I was trying to make is that a cherry tomato, that's a reasonable... Um, combination the cherry and because it looks a bit like a cherry mm. whereas the grapefruit what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. Frank Skinner Frank Skinner Absolute Radio now regarding no, it, it's been a big year for novelty eggs we've got we've got the southern fried uh, chocken yeah the subway disaster that sounds yeah. horrible to me but yeah I don't know if you saw in the news as well there was a man who has left his Easter egg uneaten. And you, Frank, as an admirer of delayed gratification, yeah. must look up to this man as a, as a god. He's left his Easter egg uneaten for 45 years. Yes. Yeah. He bought a, a, a Kitty's Cottage egg, which <laughs> We've all done it. The Daily Mirror spoke of Kitty's Cottage as if we would all go, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I have to admit ignorance on that one. Yeah. So it must have been in around, when was it, 1978? 78. Well, yeah. I don't recall the Kitty's Cottage, and I was a yeah. huge consumer. Well, interestingly, and I don't want to get into minutiae early on, but the Mirror say, and it's a lovely time for this story because it's the 20th anniversary of Kitty's Cottage <laughs> this week. <laughs> and I thought, well, if it's the 20th anniversary, <laughs> how did he buy one in 1978? <laughs> What is Kitty's Cottage? <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what Kitty's Cottage is. Yeah. We should say, so this man kept the egg... In his fridge. In his yeah. fridge. For all that time. And he's gone through at least four fridges, and he's yeah. bothered to move it's it. still in the box. I yes. mean, let's unpack that. Yeah. Like the egg Well, no, later. he's not. I don't think he is going to unpack that. <laughs> I think that's the problem. But also, he's got an egg and a, a, a cat. Kitty's Cottage, in yeah. case anyone hasn't... In the unlikely event... Yes. You're unfamiliar with Kitty's Cottage Easter egg. It is very strange looking mm. because it said it had a note on it and it said, Welcome to Kitty's Cottage. Yes. It said on the packaging, which I thought was rather grand, yeah. like it was Downton Abbey or something. Mm. It was literally just a box with an egg, a foil tatty egg, and 
one cat, which frankly looked like had cataracts or something. Well, uh, to be it, cataracts. <laughs> to be fair, the cat. What has, is that? That cat cat's thing? been in a fridge for forty-five years. I've been giving a break. I, it I, looks I, like. Remember Michael Stipe sort of eye makeup, <laughs> that sort of seat, that mask, that navy blue band that went across his eyes. I, the cat's got that. I thought it's I, it, very threadbare. I recommend looking up a picture of it because I thought it looked a bit haunted idol Indiana Jones. Yeah. Sort of jade eyes smashed into this golden cat's face. Hasn't this man <laughs> seen Toy Story 2? <laughs> Where these toys bemoan the fact that some collect, some creepy collector has yeah. kept them in their mm. boxes. They want to be out and be played with. That cat wants to be played with by children. Well, not anymore. Doesn't not, want to be. Used afraid. to be in the Moorfields Eye Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh <Well>. no! Forty-five-year-old <laughs> sight-impaired, imprisoned cat in a fridge. Can't be right. Everything about it is wrong. Well, John, uh, this is John Gartland of Dundalk. This is yeah. who's done this. And okay. he got it when he was five. And he said, and I'm interested to know if this is true, he says back in 1978, Easter eggs were a lot plainer. So he was elated to receive such a special, sort of fabulous-looking egg can see that. kitten. Is that true? The idea is that you keep the cat, that's the thing you keep, yeah. out He's... of its packaging. Do you? Yeah, that's yeah. Like Glaucoma cat. I'm, I'm not close to the cat. Why would cat wouldn't have looked like that? The cat what, now. Su- whoa, whoa! <laughs> Are you suggesting the toy, the cat's eyes wouldn't have looked like that? Had no. you taken it out the box? No, it's deteriorated. <laughs> it's um, you see what happened to David Blaine when he was in that box for yeah. so long. Look, I'm he not... was cryogenically frozen. That should have been good. No, for him. no, he wasn't. Not in not in his London one. It was him. I'm I'm, I'm no closer to finding out what Kitty's cottage was. No, I don't. I'm not, never mind Kitty's cottage. No, it's called Kitty's Mausoleum. <laughs> I don't like the cottage. Frank Um, we were talking about, sorry, his name escaped me, the man from Don Dog. John Gartland. John Gartland, owner yes. of the uh, Egg Preserver. The Kitty's <laughs> yes. Cottage. Egg. Yes. Now what is Kitty was Kitty's Cottage a, sh- a shop? No, I think it it was a brand. I think, I suspect it was eggs that always came with a toy cat. I see. Mm. I don't know where the cottage, the cottage was probably pictured on the uh, Mm. wrapping. No one expected it to live in the egg. No, (laughs) no. Never, never allowed. No. The fact the two never, never, never touched. The kitty and the egg. Yeah, what came first? (laughs) Um, Certainly wasn't the kitty, the state of those eyes. I mean, I've had a marzipan corgi in my fridge since 2018. You Mm. haven't? Yeah. From uh, the Queen's 92nd birthday cake. I I kept it. Did you? And I've got um, an 11-month-old birthday cake. Have you? Um, Which is Bozzy's birthday cake, which he had about seven slices out of, and the rest was Alice Cooper design you see when I saw this story I I hope this goes down okay we'll soon find out Mm. I did think of you Mm. simply because it's complimentary in a way there's a self-restraint 
Would you not agree with this, Pierre? There's an element of Frank here and a little bit of fabulous gittishness in a way, oh, saying okay. to the family for a 40-year period or however long, you shall not pass. <laughs> yeah. How desperate yeah. they are for chocolate. Kitty's Cottage, no one gets to Kitty's Cottage. I think you could use it the other way as a threat. <laughs> I'll make you eat the Kitty's Cottage if you don't do <laughs> yeah. your homework. Or... Yeah. Do you, well. I mean, is there an, let's say, for example, there was like a Zygon egg you got or a Dalek egg. Yes. I can imagine if it, you were keeping that. No, I, I yes, I can I can see that. I mean the the Alice Cooper cake, I'm I'm thinking of giving it to the wild birds. Wouldn't harm them, would it? Yeah. I don't know. It depends what's in the cake. <laughs> we'll soon find well, it's out. just a normal cake, but oh. it's eleven months old. Well, it shouldn't do. They're less fussy than. But they're okay about sell by dates in my experience. <laughs> I think they are. They don't what are they gonna and also what are they gonna do? Yeah, you want to sue me? <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, it's a, it's a strange tale. I think you'll uh, I think you'll agree. I, you... I think I'll keep the, the the corgi forever, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yes. Lovely thing to hang on to. An heirloom. Yeah. As, as John Gartland of Ireland says, it's just like part of the fridge now. I don't even think of it really anymore. I've got a blue hangover mask in the fridge that might have been there for 15 years. Oh, really? I think it's transferred from various fridges. I like like his uh, kitty cottage thing. Blue hangover mask? What, it's did you device. lend it to Michael's eye? A hangover mask. Do you know what it is, don't you? It's like a blue plastic mask with... F- Blue freezable oh. fluid in it. I think of that as an American psycho mask. Oh. Christian Bale's yes. character wears one at one point. Oh, okay. Well, it's like the concept of the ice globes, which I use on my mm. face another time. Oh, okay. Um, do you not use the hang of a mask? I, I think I might have used it. Um, no, because it's, it's post-hangover for me. I think yeah. my partner might have used it for headaches. Mm. Mm. That old one. Anyway, the next episode of Frank Skinner's Poetry Podcast will be out on Wednesday. One of my very favourites, Thomas Hardy. And uh, I'll be discussing whether it's great strangeness or strange greatness. We'll find out. And you can download it from wherever you get your podcasts. Um, It's been a a very difficult um, couple of weeks for the show. Um, Thank you all for your... um, Really, very brilliant messages, and uh, they've been so comforting. Yeah. yeah, they really have. Yeah, really much appreciated. And um, you know, we should raise a, a piece of Easter egg for absent friends. Okay, yeah. toodle pip. Frank Skinner's poetry.